0: We are the men who. Too often, our pain is either in our heads or magnified beyond all proportion. If we can learn to manage it, if we can find that oasis of calm in the reflection of the waves, then we might find that our problems are not as all-consuming as we'd imagined. We might find that... In the end, everything really will be all right. Welcome to The Men Who Talk, the men's mental well-being podcast brought to you by The Men Who. The Men Who is a men's collective for actively maintaining positive mental well-being. With The Men Who, men have the opportunity to talk, listen, support, care for and help themselves and each other build meaningful connections in person, online and together. Together it's our purpose to raise the power of sharing what's on our mind and make it easier for men everywhere to access their well-being potential. Join us on this lifelong journey. We are the Men Who, and welcome to the Men Who Talk. Hello everybody, it's John from the Men Who here and a very warm welcome to episode 13 of the Men Who Talk podcast. This week we're sharing with you a little aid that we occasionally use in our men's talking circles to bring a fresh, but not necessarily new, perspective into our conversation. The basis of our circles is, and always will be, through talking. As those who've participated will be familiar with, our simple format follows three sections. There's the check-in, where everybody has the opportunity to share how they're feeling right now. There's the topic where we discuss and share personal perspective on a particular word, phrase or theme. And there's gratitude, whereby we share something that we're grateful for in our day, or week or our lives, however big or small. So much can be learned from listening and talking to other people. So to complement our words, on occasion, we've turned to a little but much-loved book that was recommended to me by a friend some years ago, and that I read regularly when I'm in need of solace or perspective. The book is called The Poetry Pharmacy, and it's by an author called William Seagart. The best way to describe the poetry pharmacy is as a light compendium of poetry and verse that Seagart's collected over the course of his career in publishing and the arts. Alongside each poem is a short essay or passage on what the poem means to the author, on the themes that it explores, and the message or messages that it presents to the reader. Tying together both poem and essay. Seagart's attributed a mental or emotional well-being experience to each one, chosen on the basis that the words within can act as a balm or a remedy for many of life's most common conditions. Together, he calls these words prescriptions for the heart, mind and the soul. In this episode, I'm going to share two of these prescriptions with you, each one relevant to our group at the Men Who, but also to the prevailing narrative of today's complex and uncertain world. I'll start off with the essay and then share the poem, following the book's intent, to encourage thought and context before remedy. I really hope you enjoy these short extracts, and perhaps seek out the book for yourself. Whether you choose to read it privately, or share it with your community, I'm certain that it will bring you just a little bit of inner peace, and help quieten the nature of the mind. Prescription 1. For the condition, need for reassurance. Also suitable for anxiety, depression, general fear, fear of mortality, pessimism. There are moments in life when the banal suddenly, and quite without warning, becomes the transcendent. Perhaps a shaft of afternoon light paints a familiar view, an unfamiliar gold. Perhaps dust in a sunbeam, or the dance of sparks above a fire transport you for a long instant, to somewhere else altogether. The almost magical-seeming reflections of ripples on a ceiling are transfixing in just the same way. In moments like these, awestruck moments, when the ferocious beauty of the everyday catches us unawares, we're often moved to a reassessment. One flash of sunlight can be all it takes to give us the sense of possibility that can change everything. As a great sufferer from depression myself, I find a small moment like this sudden splash of serenity and beauty can provide the impetus needed to turn my mood around not completely perhaps and not permanently but sometimes a small push is all any of us is waiting for Derek Mahan's poem everything is going to be all right describes wonderfully the feeling of that little push and reassessment and there's something hugely powerful too about its final line when my children are suffering and I hold them in my arms, it seems to be the most natural mantra in the world. Everything will be alright. There's a comfort to those words, whether or not they'll prove to be true. Of course, some wounds don't gill, and some wrongs go unrighted. But in the grander sense, in the everything sense, things do tend to be alright. Too often, our pain is either in our heads, or magnified beyond all proportion. If we can learn to manage it, If we can find that oasis of calm in the reflection of the waves then we might find that our problems are not as all-consuming as we'd imagined. We might find that, in the end, everything really will be alright. Everything is going to be alright by Derek Mann How should I not be glad to contemplate the clouds clearing beyond the dormer window and a high tide reflected on the ceiling? There will be dying, there will be dying, but there's no need to go into that. The poems flow from the hand unbidden and the hidden source is the watchful heart. The sun rises in spite of everything and the far cities are beautiful and bright. I lie here in a riot of sunlight, watching the daybreak and the clouds flying. Everything is going to be all right. Prescription 2 for the condition fear of the unknown, also suitable for fear of the future, fear of uncertainty. Sheena Pew's What If This Road is one of the poems I have prescribed most in my poetry pharmacy, and for good reason. A very potent fear of the unknown runs in our species, which I imagine has been with us since the time when to venture into a new valley was to risk being devoured by wolves. Nowadays, we seek to allay this primal fear with relentlessly hectic schedules and prediction after prediction about what the future might hold. Strangely, in an environment in which we have ready access to more information than ever before, we're more paralysed by our ignorance than we've ever been. Perhaps because we've grown used to the expectation of technologically enhanced certainty, And knowledge in our day-to-day lives, we're less able to accept uncertainty when confronted with it. The fact that we have no ideas what our futures will bring can be extremely uncomfortable. And yet, as this poem asks us, is ignorance really such a bad thing? There always comes a wonderful moment after a pharmacy patient has talked to me for 15 minutes about their fears for the future when I watch their face as they hear this poem for the first time It turns fear of the unknown into gratitude for a life which may yet contain unforgettable surprises. When you really think about it, it's a wonderful thing that our lives are so rich with different possibility. If you had the chance to know how things were going to turn out, would you really take it? Or would you prefer to reach the ending the long way round, delighting in the suspense and even, if you're lucky, the coming together of the plot's different strands before each of the big climaxes is still awaiting you, I know which I'd choose. To use a very modern phrase for a very old thought—no spoilers. What if this road, by Sheena Pugh? What if this road, that has held no surprises these many years, decided not to go home after all? What if it could turn left or right, with no more ado than a kite tail? What if its tarry skin were like a long, supple bolt of cloth that is shaken and rolled out and takes a new shape from the contours beneath? And if it chose to lay itself down in a new way, around a blind corner, across hills you must climb without knowing what's on the other side, who would not hanker to be going at all risks? Who wants to know the story's end or where a road will go?